Some people will call today hump day. That's, that's a term that people use, hump day. I like to call it podcast heaven, though. I mean, it's Wednesday. It's week seven of fantasy football. An exciting week six. An exciting in-between start of week seven. I feel like I'm floating on a cloud. All these trades drifting in the air next to me, uh, strumming on their little harps. I just can't get enough of this week already. And the games haven't even happened yet. It's going to be quite a treat already. I mean, there has been so much activity between the last time that we spoke to today that we have so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. Um, week six matchups were, I don't want to say not exciting, but they just weren't as exciting as the week before. Not as many upsets. I was, uh, you know, there were some games there that meant a lot. Uh, to a lot of teams, but uh, there, I would say definitely one upset. But b- beyond that, uh, some teams really fell flat on their face. Some teams just kind of rolled their helmets out on the field. They thought that was going to be enough to win this, win some of these games, and it obviously was not. Uh, so you know. Uh, yeah, was it the most exciting week? Probably not of the season so far. You know, it's really hard to beat uh, what happened in week week five. But uh, we are here. It is the midpoint of the season, and it's decision time. And some of these owners are really feeling the heat. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of these teams, and I mean, the Hasbens lose two in a row. That hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, that's that's something that kind of hits home, and that, that maybe maybe he's starting to feel the pressure, like you said. Uh, the MFers finally get on the board. They put up that 140 points we've been talking about. Uh, Doug's Lemming somehow scores 166 points that I don't think anybody in this league, even himself, thought that he was going to be able to score that amount of points. Uh, the Bulls uh, win again, uh, but we're going to talk about some things that happened with the Bulls this week that could start changing the perspective of, of people, what how they see him going forward in this league. Uh, the Triple T's, once again, put up a good number, 125, but come out losers, and uh, it's not looking good for some of these teams. There are a lot of seasons here that are up in the air. Uh, you know, some of these owners, I think I saw some quiet fist pumps after this <laughs> this has-beens team loses the second game. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people there. And then Doug's Lemmings. Uh, I couldn't believe the look on that owner's face after that win. I think he was as shocked as anybody else in the league. Yeah, I mean, that was that was uh, as shocking as it gets as far as uh, the outcome of that game. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it. It was something that nobody saw coming. I, I don't think we'll see another repeat re- performance of that. I think that was kind of a rare instance. Yeah, I, uh, you know, like we've been saying every week here, we're not super high on this Doug's Lemmings team, and then they pulled, uh, you know, a little rabbit out of the hat here in week six, uh, or in week five, just to, you know, just to keep everybody on their toes. Uh, and, and, you know, once again, this Tim's terrific team, we love this team. We love the makeup of this team, but 
they just cannot get the ball rolling, and they keep playing all these teams. Uh, you know, Daily Llamas, after a, just a lackluster week last week, come back strong with a 170, uh, coming in with the second or the first highest point total of the week. Uh, you know, strong showing there, but man, Tim's terrific team just cannot catch a break. Uh, I wouldn't say they're necessarily in the same group uh, as the team normally, formerly known as the replacements, uh, but you know, they've had a really tough run of it this season, and uh, we, you know, we're at the halfway point now. Uh, there are decisions to be made, uh, you know, so we will see, you know, uh, a little bit, a little bit later in the show, we'll be talking about how uh, some decisions are being made by some owners, and some people may, you know, might be seen as they're cashing it in. Uh, other people are kind of making moves, jockeying around, seeing if they can position themselves to make a run at this playoff here. And uh, there is no clear number one uh, as as compared to last season's. Uh, there is no clear number one that's going to take this right now. It is truly up for grabs, and I'm anxious to see how the rest of the season plays out. It's going to be very interesting. Let's go into what I think will be uh, will be fun. Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the bad, and let's talk about the real ugly of this week. One 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 good thing that that I like I'd like to talk about the good, and uh, I think what was good for the league, what was good for the Rowdy Rafter bunch, and was good for everybody was the Hasbins getting beat two games in a row. I mean that that is something that I really really enjoy. I know the league enjoys it. Uh, I think that was probably the the best thing that could have happened. It was best for business, as some would say. That was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was definitely a. Uh a, 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 a fantastic point in the week. Happy to see those has-beens go down two two weeks in a row. Uh, even more so, love to see that rowdy rafter bunch keep keeping it rowdy, keeping it raftery, keeping it bunchy. I'm loving it. Uh, you know, moving on though, uh, on to the bad. I'm gonna have to go with the bad here, and this may shock some people. This may shock some people. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the bad. The dick knuckle push. That was bad. That was. Awfully bad. Uh, you know, as I said in the opening, some of these teams really thought they were going to uh, be able to kind of just roll their helmets out on the field and uh, walk away with a win. And, you know, when we're talking about a teams like Doug's Lemmings, yeah, that a lot of times that will get you a win against Doug's Lemmings. Uh, many weeks you don't even it, – it, it's people aren't even sure if they have players playing. You know, it looked like a team some weeks where they just benched the entire team. So, uh, you know – you know, as we talk about every week, we're not high on this Doug's Living team, but when we're talking bad, 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 uh, we're talking uh, Dick Knuckle Push this week, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later in the show. They are making moves, making moves in this league to kind of push themselves to the top, uh, and uh, we'll probably won't see too many more bad weeks out of this team going forward. Couldn't agree more. That that was probably the bad thing of the, of the week. I mean, we've we've been very high on the knuckle push this whole season. Um, they kind of took a step back last week, um, but I I don't see that being a, a, something that will continue on. I want to get into the ugly though. I want to get into the ugly. What was so ugly about this week? Uh, and you know what? I think we're gonna have to call somebody in special for this one because there was something real ugly about this week. Skip Payless is in the studio right now, and I want to hear what he thinks was so ugly about this week. Well, Trey, first, thank goodness this is your show because what you dribble out of your mouth week in and week out is ugly. 
First, you guys are so high on this league. It is utterly ugly. The exuberance of which you talk about this league and how great it is week in and week out. I was there. I was there when Kenny Grassley lit up Venice for 50 points and the Rowdy Rafter Bunch was born. This team, to go out and claim a victory and to have you proselyze that victory? Yeah, proselyze. That isn't even a word. But that's what happens when you worship the team, when the has-beens owner clearly not paying attention, clearly thinking of the burger barn and how much is he misses it, and he left 50 points, 50 points, 50 points on the bench. That's ugly. Couldn't agree more. Bringing some serious heat right out of the gate. I am loving it. And before I go any farther, let's talk about the MFers and the screenshot gate. What is he thinking? I, I haven't seen this since... Dairyland, third grade, and somebody wanting some airheads and passing some change up. What is going on? This is preposterous, preposterous. Well, I think that's something we're, we're going to wait just a little bit on. I like where you're going. Uh, we're going to wait just a minute for that. Uh, you bring up a great point, though. I like the fire that you're bringing to the table right out of the gate. Uh, but let's, let's have a little fun first. Before we get into a little bit of the drama that's been going on this past week, we're going to do something a little different, something a little fun. It's called F. Mary Kill. So here's what I'm going to do, boys. I'm going to pick three teams, okay? You got to F one. You're going to have to marry one, and then you're going to have to kill one. It's going to be tough, but you two seem like the people that can make this type of decision. The first team that I'm going to choose. And let's talk about it. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the has-beens, okay? Let's talk about the has-beens. You either got to F, you got to marry, or you got to kill them. What's it going to be? Well, first, Trey, when you talk about the has-beens, there's one thing that comes to mind, and that was a 1992 halftime speech by Robert Mauser's Trousers. And he came in and he told Derek Tiemann if he doesn't run that ball up the middle... All day long that we're not going to win. And you know what Teeman did? He ran the ball all day long. So when we look at this has-beens team, I look at a team that has ran his luck too long, and it's about to run out. And clearly, this manager has taken his eyes off the ball. Complete kill. Okay, okay. All right, I like that. Dean, what do you got? Straight hotness. Uh... You know, this team right here, uh, I think it's widely known that this team is uh, despised by the league. This is a guy that has uh, won the league too many times in a row. Uh, you know, maybe he, maybe he's had a couple great drafts in a row. That's great. But you know, we talked about this last year or this year earlier in the podcast uh, about how this guy wasn't thinking at this year's draft. Uh, he wasn't real confident in uh, some of his picks. And uh, I'm gonna have to go with though. You know, he's had a little bit of a winning streak going on until the last two weeks. Uh, I'm really. I think I'm going to have to go with an F, but I'm going to have to F this guy's brains out and kill him because I can't stand this team. This is a team that we're going to have to kill. We're hanging them out the dry. See you later, has Okay, that's a, that's a straight kill by both of you. Uh, team number two. We're going to go with the, uh, the MFers, the team, the, the artists formerly known as the replacements. 
Okay, we're going to go to Dean here first. You got to F, you got to marry, or you got to kill him. What's it going to be? This is a team when uh, when you take a look at that draft, I'm looking back at week one, I'm going to have to go with a Mary. I'm loving this draft. Uh, you know, uh, this guy looks uh, real sexy in the sheets after that after that draft, going into week one, and then we just see this team fall flat on its face, flat on its face. So uh, I would have to say this is an F, but I think I'm going to have to marry this team because I'm seeing a playoff push coming right right quick, okay? And, uh, you know, they got a couple – He's got a couple teams in front of him right now. I really don't see where those teams are going. Actually, I, I, I do have an idea. I think it's right down the drain. So I'm looking at this team making a playoff push here, making it into the sixth spot. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have to go with a Mary with the underdog because everybody loves an underdog. All right, Skip. It's your turn. It's the replacements. What's it going to be? Trey, it's, it's preposterous. There is a plethora of information on this coach rolling over on his back week in and week out. And, yes, he's sexy. And he might even be a guy that you'd take home and marry this team. But I can't marry this team someday. This is an F. It's dirty. It's rotten. It's awful. It's over. I'm throwing the Jimmy hat away when I'm done. I'm closing the hotel door. I'm not paying for the room. I'm pulling out of there. Do not disturb sign. Why wipes off his team's back. Disgusting. That was quite disgusting. <laughs> We're going to go to our third and final team. Now, this is a team that's been very intriguing all year long. People have been high. People have been low. I'm talking about the Triple T's. Tim's terrific team. Skip Halos, you're up. What's it going to be? This is easy. When you look at the Triple T's, He's a tease mentally. Every single week, he comes to the message board correct. He puts together a great draft. And more than anything, he's a team that would be by your side. Easy, Mary. Long-distance relationship, whatever it takes, I'm marrying him. Yeah, that's a real hot take, but what I'm talking about here is this guy's a real sweet talker. You're talking about a tease. This guy's always tickling my twines when I'm all up in the message board. I'm all getting getting all randy. I think that I think that I like that. I'm going to have to go with an F on this one, and you know what? That's a Jimmy hat I'm hanging on to. Put it in the Ziploc bag, seal it up, nail it on the wall. I'm keeping this F that triple T, baby. Loving it. Loving the hot takes. I like what's going on here. And let's speaking of the message board, speaking of the trades that have been made, let's get right into it. Let's get into the transaction action. <laughs> there have been some deals since the last time that we've spoken. It has been almost out of control with the amount of trades that have been going on in the last week. The ad drops that have been going on. The transaction wire has been blowing up. It's on fire right now. Skip Payless, give me some. Give me something. A little, a little thing that you like about what's been going on, and give me something that you haven't really liked. Well, most of you guys probably know this already, but I talked to Davy Sue Raker on the reg. And when we talk, the one thing we talk about is knowing what you have, putting together some good grammar, talking, spelling, checking all the boxes. And what I see is I see this team, the Water Tower, doing nothing. I know you asked for what I like, but I don't like anything that he's doing right now. I don't even see that he's picked up a quarterback. Oh, Tyrod Taylor, I'm wrong. 
That's a great pickup. Hey, sometimes you got to admit when you're wrong, and you did it like a man, and I appreciate that. I like that a lot. Okay. Speaking of a man, though, let me just point out one team I love, and that's the Llamas. Week in, week out, moving players, swapping picks. You want to talk about high, I am blazing a joint for this team. Yeah, you talk about swapping picks. I see this guy swapping spit even with other teams in this league, and I'm not sure uh, that this guy's got his head on straight. But I will say this: I might, I, I could see, uh, you know, a bright future for this guy going forward. But this guy is uh, really active on the message board. Uh, he's got advice for everybody. I'm not sure how well that's been taken. Uh, this guy's real controversial, and uh, you know, well, it remains to be seen. Uh, but this is a guy I'm gonna f. Are we still doing that? We're not doing that. We're past that. But the fact that you want to, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate you coming up and, and and just admitting it. But here's here's the thing for you. This Daily Llamas team, they get on the message board and they talk. They 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 they're so helpful. You know, they they try and help you in any way possible. It's almost like let me lure you into my lair and then I'll destroy you. And it comes to game time. I mean, it's like he's almost being too nice, but you know in the back of your mind he's going to destroy you at any second. I think that's – I kind of think that's his game plan, and I kind of like it almost. Yeah, some people call this Jedi mind tricks. I call it Jedi mind uh, uh, tricks. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I don't. You know, I, I don't know. I think there was uh, uh, some something on the message board earlier this week about him buying to be somebody's agent or analyst in the league. I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, some of some of his comments really confused me, and the times in which he posts. Uh, I'm not sure if this guy works the night shift or if he's just shifting at night. We don't know what's going on with this guy, but uh, you know, it is exciting to see him as active as he on the message board and uh he's really breathed some life into this league yeah i appreciate what's going on right now i really do i mean he and like you said he, he'll he'll pop up at two three four o'clock in the morning with like four or five messages on the message board and then you may not hear from him for a day or two and then he'll come back at like noon and say something like super nice complimenting somebody wanting to help out any way possible and then he's just destroying you week in and week out during the games it's unreal yeah it's really weird it's like this is a guy that's like you know what is it two three four in the morning time for a gallup poll nobody gets back to him he's really angry about it it doesn't make any sense and then uh midday he kind of comes to senses uh it just occurred to me i'm not sure how much this guy drinks or if, what drugs he's doing but it's truly incredible like gallup poll time at two three four in the morning is mad if nobody responds by six and then he's out there trying to be somebody's agent by about 10 30 11 a.m it's it's a real conundrum uh but i know what this guy does though is show up every week and he's up there putting up numbers i do know that I, I don't like it, Trey uh, and Tiki. What this guy does, he gets on the board. He tries to stir up stuff, but it's all angelic. It's ridiculous. I, if, I had, if I talked to this manager, this owner today, this general manager, whatever he – because he takes all the positions. He doesn't let anybody have a position within his organization. He's a real head case. I would tell him face-to-face, -face, stop. Put down the phone, stop message boarding, stop texting. Nobody wants to answer your stupid questions. It's over. Just do what you do 
every week and ball straight up like Jeremy Bear. Jeremy Bear and I talk. Most of the time, we talk back in the 90s before he was running a fullback belly play, and he always told me what he was going to do was dominate. But he didn't post on message boards. He dominated. What I really want to get to is probably the worst drop of the week. This cockeyed sucking bulls and dropping Jay Ajay, what is going on? What is this? Starting running back. This is the type of stuff I can't handle, and I'm done. I'm done. He's done. He's frustrated. I can see the frustration in your face right now. Uh, there has been some uh, interesting moves by the the sucking bulls, uh, including the trade that has has brought in a lot of controversy this past week. Him and the Hasbins struck a deal late last week. It came out on the message board. The has-beens would be trading away Marvin Jones Jr., LeGlaire Blunt, Jordan Reed, and a fifth-round pick. The sucking bulls would be trading Brandon Marshall, Ezekiel Elliott, and their sixth-round pick. Now, this this is this is something that's caused quite a stir on the message board. It's it's been it's kind of ripped the league apart a little bit. Uh, just kind of want to get your guys' take on what, what you think happened. Um, do you think it was a fair deal? Do you think people are kind of blowing it out of proportion? What do you guys think? I got – okay, I got a couple thoughts on this one, number one. So we were talking about uh, this this Llamas team uh, earlier, talking about these Jedi mind tricks. If there's one team that plays Jedi mind tricks on this league year in – year out, it's this has-beens team. This has-beens team cannot help with the mind games. So what I'm looking at here, I'm just strictly, strictly, okay, so strictly on the waiver wire. Look, look at look at these transactions back-to-back. I, I don't know if maybe the llamas took the bulls out one night, and he's out, and he can't hang with that llamas guy, and that owner's out like, you know, hey, let's let's go party and, you know, do all this stuff, and then, you know, at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, we'll post the Gallup poll about stuff. And then, uh, you know, we get, it's 3 a.m., and all of a sudden, this trade between the has-beens and the bulls goes off. Okay, right? So we're talking Jones Jr., Blunt, and Reed for Marshall and Elliott. The bull. Okay, so here's a few moves the Bulls have made recently. They've moved into first place, shocking the league. It's unbelievable. Everybody is. Uh, I can't say they're happy for him, but you know y- you like to see the underdog win, and we've been down on that team. But I have to give a team props when they're doing what they need to do to be in first place in a league like this. And this team is doing what they need to do. And then. Right after that, they're doing exactly what they need to do to throw that great party at the end of the year because what they're doing is trading away some of their most productive players that they drafted throughout the year. And then right after that, I'm not sure if this guy, and I don't, maybe he thought that this guy, you know, I don't know if this guy's a Trump supporter. Maybe he thought this guy was like a, <laughs> so he dropped him from his team. I don't know what this guy's name is, but he drops that guy right after that. Uh, the, the running back, for the Miami Dolphins, uh, but I, I I can't understand what this Bulls team is doing. From what I understand, this is a guy that's pretty quiet on the message board. But uh, he said he ha- he says he has a plan. I'm waiting for that to materialize. You know, it's it's easy. We've all watched movies. We've sat around and Netflixed. We've 
Three words. The big short. The big short. That's what this coach is to this league. Week in and week out, he wins. I don't know how, but he is trading futures that will never happen. By the way, watch the movie. Great movie, great plug. Love that. Uh, I don't like the trade. I don't understand the, the... I would have liked to have known what the conversation was for this deal to actually go down. Because you know the husbands had to have hoodwinked their way into getting this trade done because any normal player in this league would know that that was not a good deal to make. Calling, calling this a trade, Trey, is, is, is really bastardizing the word trade. This wasn't a trade. This was theft. Complete theft. Don't agree with it. And it's caused quite a stir on the message board. Now, let's take you back a couple days to when this trade actually went down. It Right away, owners are going crazy. I mean, they're talking about, you know, words like trade rape. You know, they're talking about, you know, people being taken advantage of, um, asking why the sucking balls would, quote-unquote, throw the towel in when you're 5-1 and one and at the top of the league. I mean, it just didn't seem... It didn't seem like a deal that should have happened. And then the has-beens have the balls to try and back up the trade and throw out stats that basically meant nothing. I mean, they were he's just throwing out stats to try and try and convince everybody else in the league that this was a good deal when everybody knows it was a terrible deal. This is pathetic. Pathetic on a paramount level. Yeah, this isn't this is uh, this okay, so, uh, you only go out there and try to justify things when you know you're wrong. You know, if this trade was fair and both people got a fairly even shake, you know, yeah, it's okay. Some some trades, you know, some guy may uh, to have a shade, you know, you see a shade of upside on one side or a shade of upside on another side. Uh, but, I mean, this one is clearly very lopsided. And you only go out there and try to uh, justify something like this when you know you're wrong. Okay, when you know you get the best part of the deal, I think the llama's comment about this entire situation ha- is is my favorite is my favorite part of this entire thing. Uh, was it a Gallup poll? No, but he was saying that uh, you know when you get the trade done, shut your mouth and just walk away. You know, first rule of being a salesman, and he's absolutely right. You know, the husbands didn't need to go out there and justify this trade. They could have just let people talk, and everything would have died down, and that is what it is. But we know that that particular owner knows this trade was an absolute travesty, and so they have to go out there and try to justify it with all these insane statistics when everybody knows that they just took uh, took advantage of this Bulls team with some type of crazy Jedi mind tricks. And, uh, you know, like you said, you wish you would know what the conversation was. Well, guess what? There were some conversations posted after that about some trades that had happened before. This is uh, amazing. That was, that were, uh, you know, unbelievable. Just people being called out on the, on the message board. I'm glad it happened personally. And, uh, it really shows the true colors of this has team. You talked about it before, Skip Payless. 
hashtag uh, ScreenGate, ScreenshotGate, whatever we want to call it. Uh, the couple owners, we talked about the trade a couple weeks ago between uh, the Rowdy Rafter Bunch and uh, the MFers with Derek Carr and Crowder. Uh, we talked about it. There was there was some obvious anger about the trade, um, but both parties agreed to it. It's over with and done. Then the Hasbins made this trade. The Hasbins were the team that was most upset about the Carr-Crowder deal. Very open about being upset about that deal. So much so that they voted against the trade. He was very open about voting against the trade. Then he comes and makes the deal to get Elliott and Brandon Marshall plus a pick, a top five pick or top six pick. Uh, to to come out and say that while uh, you were voting against a trade that happened previously, um, the uh, the MFers didn't didn't take it lightly. They they were not happy about this whatsoever. This is this is Girl Scout stuff, guys. This is Troop One Eighty Six Brownie Bakeathon, and Missy didn't tell Tina about the brownies, and now everybody's upset. And to keep thinking that time in and time out, we're going to go back to screenshots and go back to people feeling with their feelings hurt. I think Triple T said it best, is everybody needs to stop being a vagina. It, it's unbelievable. And if anybody knows about being a vagina, I'm not even going to go any farther. Whoa, wow, cut him off, cut him off. You know, uh, I'm just going to say this. I, I, uh, I got a real, I, I got to really give it up to the uh, MFers here, calling out the Hasmans when it really needed to be done. This is a guy that just kept rambling on and rambling on about how fair this trade was when he was trying to pull off some back office deals, uh, when he was the one out on the message board trying to pull the strings there. It's just un- unbelievable what this guy tries to do, and it's just confirming every sing- single thing that's been said on this podcast about this crazy owner uh, in the past. This guy tries to lord his information over people, plays Jedi mind tricks. Uh, he thinks he's better than everybody else. Uh, sometimes we don't even understand what he's saying because he just can't even speak in complete sentences or he's talking in code. Nobody's sure. And uh, I am sure of this. Nobody likes him, and no one wants him to win. I, I've heard about what happened on draft day, and I've heard about what has happened year in and year out with – Backdoor deals, side deals, this guy for that guy, plus something that nobody's going to name later. And at some point, somebody is going to stand up. And I heard people try to stand up, but I also heard something else because I do talk to people in this league. I don't know if you guys realize that or not. I talk to people in this league all the time. Every, In fact, if I went down the list of everybody that I talk to, you would be amazed. What I hear week in and week out is this league – doesn't know how to argue. They don't know how to debate. They don't even know how to conversate, much less this Daily Llamas guy getting on the message board and posting things that nobody even cares about. What is with him? I wish he would stop. I wish this league would get a hold of itself. It is heading for destruction. Have you seen the Sandra Bullock movie, Speed? I sure have. It's a great movie. Watch it if you, you can. You mean the Keanu Reeves movie, Speed. <laughs> That's correct. 
Keanu Reeves was in it. Fantastic. They look the same. Different. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Skip. First time on the show. Let's shed a little bit more light on what you think uh, with the league and what's going on with the trades, the message board stuff. What uh, you've been following this league for a long time. You, you know, you just said that you you talk to a lot of people in the league. You get a lot of information from people. Give me your opinion on what you think is going on with this league. What do you think some changes need to be made? I mean, it seems like in the last year or so, there's been a lot of anarchy, a lot of people kind of going off on their own, doing some things. We've talked before about the draft day drama that happened. Um, that that was quite um, quite a scene. Uh, so so t- shed some light on what you think is going on with this league and what, what can happen to improve this league. Well, despite what you may think, I'm not totally down on this league. This league had a decision to make, and it chose two new commissioners, a co-commissioner. Now, I don't know how they can do that. I don't know if you've ever driven with your hands and let your wife touch the pedals of the gas, but it doesn't work. But anyway, two commissioners, and these two somehow got the league together for a league meeting, had an election, and expanded the league. And this expansion... Now, many of you might think it's just about the money, it's just about the ratings, it's just about all the drama that's going to unfold, but this expansion was the birth of this league. This league was dead. The original eight owners hogged their players, they didn't trade, they didn't make moves, one or two moves a year, and this league has been reborn. It's just like the Aliens movie. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think Sandra Bullock was in that. She may have. She may have made an appearance. Keanu Reeves. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, oh, right. they kind of look the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like the hot takes. Uh, I like where you're going with that. That was that was good. I like that a lot. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have a special treat. The owner of the Daily Llamas. We'll be in studio for an interview. We're going to get to that in just a second. So, Grassmasters, how do you feel about these other companies that can't kill the simple weeds such as clover? I mean, we sitting here talking about clover. Clover? We talking about clover. I mean, we ain't talking about crabgrass. We talking about crabgrass. We talking about clover. We sitting here talking about clover. I mean, clover. We're sitting here talking about clover. We ain't talking about crabgrass. We're talking about clover. We're talking about clover. We ain't talking about crab. We sitting here talking about clover. Clover. Call grassmasters right now. Not only will we kill the typical weed to kill, but we also will kill the simple ones, such as clover. That song, right? It just brings you back and bringing us back to the week seven podcast. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the owner of the Daily Llamas in studio, but we do have him on the phone. He is at the Judy's Coach's Corner. He's in a darts tournament, I think, playing some darts, and uh, he he obviously hasn't lost, uh, so he's still playing. But we got him on the phone. How are you doing? 
uh, Mr. Llamas, how's it going? How's the darts tournament going? I like our chances. In the darts tournament, or can you elaborate? I like our chances. Fantastic, fantastic. How do you feel your season's going so far through six weeks? You know, it's always a long grind, and uh, I like our team's effort. I like what they've done, but uh, we're not satisfied yet. Now, you're not satisfied. Now, you are sitting uh, in in the top four right now. Um, you know, you're, you've, you've played well through the first six weeks. You're four and two, coming off a big win. Um can you elaborate just a little bit on how you're feeling? Trey, let me just cut in here right now. I think you're being too nice to this coach. Let's get right down to the point. Does your team have what it takes to win a championship? I like our chances. Fantastic. I like it. I like it. Uh, Dean, do you have a question for the manager here? Uh, Mr. Lamas, Mr. Lamas, Dean Tiki Barber here. Uh, nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you seem so far to be a man of few words. You're a guy that doesn't like to show his hand, um, play it pretty close to the vest. Uh, some people might be thrown off a little bit based off of your message board posts that seem to be just the kindest person that's ever lived. We're not sure. Is this your PR person? Who is it that's doing your promotion? Uh, is that you? Are you kind of like a Facebook gangster right now? You know, a guy that like likes to post a lot, but he doesn't like to talk a lot. Uh, likes to do it, let his team do the talking. Um, you know, can you elaborate? Are you just a guy that's like, let, let's let it all play out on the field? What's your motivation? Um, you know, can you talk about a little bit about these Jedi mind tricks that you tend to play or some of these Gallup polls that you post? Anything, that, you know, any comments on that end? No comment. Okay. Fantastic. Now, I want to get into some of the uh, draft. Let's get back to the real question at point. What about the rumors that you asked game day advice about a starting quarterback? Well, uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I think a lot of people have asked it, and uh, there's a lot of there's still a lot of questions out there. And ultimately, I think when you ask a question, you know, you're looking for answers, and the people that are giving answers are looking to answer a question. And what it really comes down to is the people that want the answers are the people that ask the questions. And the people that are giving the answers are really don't know what, what rumors are swirling. And so it's probably just easier to say no comment. Could have been done a lot earlier than that, sir, but that's okay. What I want to get into is some of the questionable drafts that you've had in years past. What changed from previous years with some questionable early draft picks? You know, the Kyle Rudolph draft pick kind of lingers in everybody's mind. What happened from then? And kind of, this year it seemed like you, you were more laser-focused during draft day. You weren't talking a lot. You were keeping everything kind of close to the chest. What has transpired from then till now that has put you in this position that's sitting at number four in the standings? You know, at the end of the uh, – hold on a second, Boots. Could you play Lee Bryce, uh, proud to be an American, please, or Rufus McNasty, DuPo, Illinois? Either one on the radio. Uh, just – 
Yes, we'll get to 21 in a second. I'm sorry about that. We're in a big darts tournament here at the Dupo Hall of Fame for fishing and hunting, um, neither of which I've made it into. Uh, your question was um, essentially about how my team has changed. And, you know, I think I'd really compare it to any of the teams out there. We're all trying hard to win. We're all getting better each year. And we just have the utmost respect for the competitors, the league, the commissioner's office. And ultimately, we just try to roll out the best team each day. Now, when it comes to the team that you have right now, I know you've made some some uh, some great ads, some good drops. Um, you made a trade that um, has seemed to work out so far. Are there any other moves that you got in mind? Are there any other tricks up those sleeves of yours um, to try and make that push to get up to the top of the standings? Well, I think it's real easy to expect us to try to get better each day. I like that. It's a great point. Um, Dean, would you like to step in for a second? Maybe, maybe ask a question or two. Yeah, is there is there any truth to the uh, to the fact or to the rumors that like you uh, tend to drink a thirty pack before you go to bed every night and only sleep two hours a night? Um, and those are half-hour naps, so that's maybe not even a full two hours. And the, that's when you decide to go to work on the message board, posting your gallop polls. Is this true? Well, we have a, a pretty strict regimen with our training department, whether it's drinking beers, listening to Lee Bryce, or posting gallop polls. At the end of the day, we just try to give our team the best chances to win, and that's what we try to do. Now – Really quick, and I don't like to elaborate much, but one thing I would say. Yeah, we noticed. Thank you. But one thing I would say is if you look yourself in the eye and you say, do you like yourself? You know, our team can answer yes. And I don't know how many teams out there can say that. I think a lot of the teams are trying hard, but I do think there's been some things that have been very challenging. And I am proud to be an American. Now, are you feeling any pressure right now? Are you feeling any pressure to perform? Are there? Are there? Are you stressing out at all? I mean, you're sitting at number four. I know you want to be number one. Are you stressing? Are you pressing? How is it going on in the owner's box watching your team perform? How's it going up there? Well, Trey and and Tiki too, and I I got to thank you for being on this show. This was. Uh, this was something that meant a lot uh, to our team to finally get what we thought was uh, some publicity after being overlooked for, for many, many weeks and, uh, and seasons and years. But uh, ultimately at the end of it, uh, I think pressure is, you know, it's it, what it turns coal into diamonds. And uh, we just hoping to turn into diamond, like Diamond Dallas Page. Well, you know, like they say, self high five, and you know, I know a lot of owners in this league like to be would like to be giving themselves a lot of those at the end of this season. Coach, we really thank you for joining us on the show today. Um, thanks for sharing yourself with us. Uh, you you tend to have a, some real loose lips on that message board, and you play it real close to the, close to the vest here in person. Maybe uh, it's this dart tournaments that that's got you preoccupied. But we really appreciate you spending some time with us today, and uh, good luck on the rest of the season. Well, I I do appreciate, and we're just gonna give our team the best chance to win each week. I I, I like our chances. Uh, well, we appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. that. Was the owner 
of the Daily Llamas sitting at four and two. It'll be interesting to see is how his season turns out. Uh, man of um, of uh, well, few let, words. Let me say this right now. I, why we did not get into his waiver wire antics? I, this guy spends more money than Donald Trump spends on paying people off to tell lies. This is not even a political comment right here. What I am talking about is his waiver wire wildness. It is preposterous how he spends dollar after dollar after dollar. Are you kidding me? No, you're right. You're right. Skip Payless, maybe that was something you should have brought up. I don't know. I can't ask all the questions all the time. Maybe I dropped the ball there. I apologize. Listen, I I had to run to Glicks really quick and get some new kicks. This coach needs to be put to the test and put to the wire and asked once and for all, are you going to win a championship? And if you ask me, the answer is undoubtedly yes. Skip, those aren't just new kicks. That looks like a Taz shirt you got on. You're looking nice. Is that a Taz front back shirt that I'm looking at right there? No fear, my friend. Uh, yeah, you're right. We can't ask all the questions over here, but you are on our show today, so we appreciate you putting us in the penalty box. Can we just move on? I think there's a few more segments to get to, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's just roll right into playoff predictions, and let's get this started. Skip, give me a little, a little taste of what you got here. Go for the playoffs. Well, let's just start with some teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. And right now, there is a whole list of teams. How many teams get in the playoffs in this league? Is it eight? Six. Six. That's ridiculous. There ought to be four. Because right now, there's four teams who come to ball, and there's six teams who come to fall week in and week out. So let's start with who's not going to make it. Fantasy Lives Matter? You know, don't all lives matter? What's not going to matter is his playoff plans. He's going to be at home thinking about how he could have drafted another Packer. That's his problem. Doug's Lemmings, who are they going to follow off that cliff? Probably Fantasy Lives Matter. But not before the MFR train derails, but not without some sort of drama. I. I think it's real easy. There's three teams that are great, and there's three owners that are fantastic. I have the utmost respect for them. It's the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. It's the Knuckle Push. And, of course, my favorite team, the Llamas. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I like where you're going with that. It was a hot take. There was a little rhyming in there, which I enjoyed. Uh, Dean, what do you got for your playoff prediction? Where do you think people are going to land come playoff time? I like a good couplet. That was a great take, Skip. Uh, you know, if we're talking playoffs, uh, what we're looking at here is that uh, Doug's lemmings are going to turn into Doug's trimmings, and that team's going to be at the end. The blue, the Fantasy Lives Matter will be jumping off the blue water tower into the abyss. Uh, I don't see these teams making the playoffs. And you know what? Unfortunately, uh, I just I, I got to say the 
like we said, this team's hole is too deep right now. The team formerly known as the Replacements, I think they have made it to China. They are officially playing from China for the rest of the season. They're on the other side of the earth, and this team is out. I'm looking at the Triple T's making the sixth spot as they stand right now, standing strong, um, and making it into the playoffs. And you know what? Somehow, some way, this Bulls team, yeah, are they going to be first? No. They will They will not be first for the rest of the season, but they will, in fact, be in the playoffs because uh, this team has really put it on the line for the begin- you know, at the beginning of the season, but somehow they have dismantled this team into some type of makeshift, uh, you know, Frankenstein of a team. Maybe they have, you know, some type of Halloween theme in mind when they were going into the end of this month. I'm not sure what the thought was there, uh, but they will limp into the playoffs somehow. Uh, so what I'm looking at here is I'm looking at a Bulls. A Benz, a Push, a Professor Llamas, and a Rowdy Rowdy Rafter Bunch taking on the Tim's Terrific team as my playoffs teams. And as it stands right now, that's who is at the top of the rankings. Undoubtedly, you're correct. I'll have to say, um, <clears throat> I think that the uh, the top six teams that you see in the stands right now are probably the teams that are going to make the playoffs. I think that uh, the Triple T's are probably going to stay where they're at right now. Uh, they're a team that's just up and down, up and down. They're playing everybody at their best. They're trying to squeak out wins. I don't know if it's going to happen. They're probably going to get the sixth seed. I'm going to put the Bulls at number five. I think they've done enough to stay in the playoffs just because of what they've done through the first six weeks. But with the trades that they've made, some of the waiver wire stuff that's happened, I think they're going to start falling off the off the table a little bit, and they're going to be at number five. I'm going to put the Hasbins at number four. Okay. I think this is a team that has some talent. They've made a couple deals, a couple wire pickups that has put them in a position to keep winning, but I don't think that they have enough to stay in that one or two seed to get a bye. I'm going to put the Rowdy Rafter Bunch at number three. I think this is a team that has made some moves. We'll probably try and make a couple more moves to uh, stay at the top, try and keep pushing their way up to the top. Um, and I'm not sure if they get into the top two, but it's something that uh, could possibly happen depending on what happens with the top two teams. Who I think the, the uh, Daily Llamas is at number two, the Knuckle Push at number one. I just think the knuckle push with uh, the trade that they just made getting LaShawn McCoy is going to be monster for them. And I think the Daily Llamas team, they're just consistent, consistently putting up points. Yes, last week they had a bad week, but you saw them bounce back. Um, I think those are going to be your top six teams. It's going to be an interesting to see if that's actually how it shapes out. Um, but it, if it does, it could be pretty interesting. Well, what I'm seeing here right now at this point, I'm liking all these rankings that everybody's coming out with here so far. But what I want to move on to right now, uh, you know, as I said, I'm looking at Doug's Lemmings turning into Doug's Trimmings as my power bottom, which makes me want to transition into our next most important part of the show, which is the power rankings and uh, our predictions for the upcoming week. So let's just get right into it. Number one, 
in the power rankings this week, making a huge jump, making a huge splash, and we are pretty high on this team. We like this guy. He's okay. Um, you know, like we said, he's got some real loose lips on the message board. He's got, you know, some one moment he's helping out. We're not sure where he's coming from. And the next moment he's trying to make take a poll of the league on, you know, where everybody else is standing. But this team, Mr. Professor Llamas, is here. He's in the building. He's ranked number one. Does anybody have a hot take on this or what? Dean, this this manager is terribly terrific with his timing. He goes out week in and week out and does what it takes. I have to say, I really like him at the top. I don't think there's a position better for him right now than at the top. However, I see some people, the knuckle push making a move. I Believe it or not, as horrible as this team is to like, the cockeyed sucking bulls has some reasons to like them. They're like the little engine that could. But at the end of the day, I think you're going to see a final four of the has-beens, the push, the llamas, and Tim's terrific team. Okay, okay. Fantastic take. Uh so the power rankings, like Dean just said, number one was the Daily Llamas. Number two was the Rowdy Rafter Bunch this week, making a jump. Uh, they have won a couple games in a row, made a trade. Um, some good things going for them right now. They have a tough matchup against a team that's underperforming in the uh, MFers. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, we have a tie for number three. With the knuckle push and Tim's terrific team this week, Dean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I have to say, I, I like we've like I've been saying all year. I'm high on this Tim's terrific team. I really like this team, but I feel like it's a real slap in the face to group him with this Dick Knuckle Push team, who's really been performing this entire year. Yeah, I mean, do we like Tim's terrific team? Do we think his Tim's team is super terrific? Yeah, we think they're pretty terrific, but they need to show it on the field, and they have yet to do that. Now, is it is it maybe just a coincidence that these two teams get grouped together in the same week that they happen to cut a deal? That really interesting to me i'm not sure where uh whoever was writing these rankings up was coming from in that sense but i do think that's pretty interesting i don't know what to think uh but uh you know i will say this i like tim's terrific team i like the knuckle push but I cannot put them grouped together when we're talking about the top-tier teams in this league. Tim's terrific team needs to show it on the field before they can get pushed up this high. Um, Nick Knuckle Push deserves to be where he is. He's cutting deals that are putting up, uh, you know, that, that are going to push this team to the top. He's already close to the top. I mean, he was already he was in first uh, just earlier in the season. Um, but I knew I do know one thing: they both deserve to be above the has-beens morally. Because that team is a disgrace. Coming in at number five this week is the Hasbins. The Hasbins have lost two games in a row. Um, has has have they gotten complacent? That's the question. Um, it's it's interesting to see that they've lost two games in a row. Uh, they have a tough matchup this week. Um, can they bounce back? It, they made a couple deals. Um, they're going against a tough squad this week um, against the knuckle push. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this team can bounce back. I think at number five, it's probably probably not a bad place for them right now. I'd have to agree there, and I have to say, just the same way that they were saying they were crunching some numbers when they were talking about that side deal, when they were talking to the team who's formerly known as their placements, guess what? I've been doing some number crunching too, has-beens, and this is the first time we've seen this team lose two in a row in the history of this league. Is this telling us something? Quite possibly. This team is on a slide. They cut a crazy Jedi mind trick deal uh, going to this league, but we do know one thing, just the same way that we saw it happen to the team formerly known as the replacements at the beginning of this deal. Karma's a B, and guess what? Karma may be coming back to bite the has-beens this season. There's no way that third the third time is a charm for this team. And yeah, are they comfortable where they're at right now? Sure. Do I see them going to winning this league again? Absolutely not. Uh, and then number six... We're gonna have the uh, the cockeyed sucking bulls uh, made some interesting trades um, this past week, um, but you know he's five and one. Maybe he knows something we don't. I don't know. Uh, seven through nine, really seven through ten. Do we really have to talk much about them? They're no. not very good, uh, and that's pretty much all that needs to be said about these teams. It's not something that we need to spend a ton of time on. They're not very good. They don't seem to be improving. This cockeyed sucking Bulls team is unconsciously and unquestionable underprepared for this week. I look at their lineup. It is Wednesday night as we record this show, and he still has Roethlisberger starting as his quarterback. He hasn't even made an attempt to approve his team. Meanwhile, Tim's terrific is throwing up Kirk Cousins, which most of us don't know his name other than the fact that he scores 21 points every single game. You look down the lineup, and what has Cockeyed Sucking Bulls done to get his team better? Nothing. Nothing at all. He trades away his best assets, but somehow or another, this team continues to win. And at some time... The Cinderella slipper is going to fall off. The clock's going to strike midnight, and this guy is going to go back to the bottom of the pumpkin patch where he belongs, but not before he drops by these other horrible teams from 7 through 9. Okay, let's get right into the predictions after that hot take from Skip Payless. We have some interesting matchups. We talked about the Hasbins going against the Knuckle Push. This is a team that needs to bounce back. Both teams, actually. The Knuckle Push coming off a bad performance the week before, getting beat by Doug's Lemmings. Nobody saw it coming. Situation that we don't think will happen again. Um, the Hasbins have lost two in a row. Uh, right now, they're projected to lose again this week. Um, they have some tough matchups as far as um, some of the teams that. They have going on. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. Um, it's a Thursday night game, too. These games are disgusting displays of horrible offense. No defense being played either. It's just horrible. Aaron Rodgers projected to score 22. I would be, I would be amazed if he scores 16. This is a clear-cut quarterback league. It's a wide receiver league, and this team that has been throwing out this week has Brando Marshall bust, Aaron Rodgers nothing on Thursday, and you look down his lineup, other than Gronk and Meredith, 
That's all he's throwing out there. I think it's a clear-cut victory for the knuckle push. I couldn't agree more. I think the knuckle push uh, bounces back, has a big week. He's getting LaShawn McCoy to plug into this lineup. Probably he will replace Crowell because he's part of that deal. Um, So I think that... Well, I think if you look down his lineup, he's got Theo Riddick and Terrence West. Uh, He's also got a player I've always been high on is Kyle Rudolph. So... There is a, a good opportunity he's going to he's gonna get this victory. And I don't think it's going to be an eked out win. You think it'll be a blowout? You think it's going to be an easy win? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, one game that I don't want to spend a lot of time on, we're just going to go right through it. Doug Lemmings against the Blue Water Tower. Both these teams suck. They're not very good. Not a lot to uh, really talk about. You got a couple uh, brothers going at each other, though. Little tension, little rivalry. What do you think happens? Well, outside of this being the Apple Butter Cup, I don't think there's anybody that cares. Sure, there's going to be butter, and there's going to be butter up, and it's going to be on biscuits, and there's going to be some sausage. But outside of that, who wants to watch these two teams? It's it's like watching sausage get stuffed in a meat casing. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's awful. And these two teams... I wouldn't be surprised if somehow one of these two teams screwed up a starting lineup and didn't even finish with more than 100 points. This is awful. They ought to be – we ought to not even watch this game. Move on. I'm going to have to agree. Nobody likes get watching the sausage gets made just the same way they do. wouldn't like to watch themselves get made. So this team is going to be disgusting. Nobody's going to want to watch it. Uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, I have to say – what I'm looking forward to here is uh, a big performance from the Blue Water Tower because Doug's Lemmings, like we've been saying all week, is going to turn into Doug's trimmings, and we're going to trim his pants right off, and he's going to be caught with his pants down, and he's going to be staring. Everybody's going to be staring at him with his pants down, and he's going to have a red face, and then guess what? That red face is going to turn into uh, him going to the bottom of the rankings. Okay. Fantastic take right there. The Cockite sucking bulls against the Triple T's. Now, this is a matchup that's going to be intriguing because the Cockite sucking bulls, like you discussed earlier, uh, Skip Payless, haven't really put a full lineup up, but there is a trade pending. He is getting Matt Stafford. He is getting a couple different players. Stafford? Who cares? You're right. Okay. I'm just bringing it up. He's going against Tim's terrific team. I think the terrific team, the Triple T's, are going to perform well. I think they have some decent matchups here. Um, I I don't think this is going to be a pretty win. I don't think either team are going to score a bunch of points um, unless, you know, Antonio Brown or somebody like maybe Doug Baldwin or, or, you know, somebody that overperforms and scores a bunch of points for him. I don't see this being a pretty game to watch, but a, but a game that um, the Triple T's win nonetheless. It's tough to say. The Triple T's bring no defense. Week in and week out, they score points, but they can't stop anybody. I think this is a classic tale of Cinderella versus the Wicked Stepsister. And in this case, the Wicked Stepsister is seriously the cockeyed sucking bulls. I think Triple T's this week pulls it off. And cockeyed sucking bulls takes a step back. 
this may be the week for the Bulls to finally start their downturn like we've been predicting a little bit. You know, the one thing we've been saying about this team is it doesn't have any depth. And, uh, you know, in terms of depth, what we saw is they traded away their first string players this last week. And so now it's like time for the depth to show through and the depth is nowhere to be found. So, yes, do they have a trade in the works? Yes, is it a multiplayer deal that's great and everything, but... Are they, re- are they able to replace players like a Zeke and uh, a Brandon Marshall? I don't think so. This may be the beginning of the nosedive, and uh, unfortunately, and I hate to say it because, you know, I've been low on this team all year. We've been low on this team as the podcast is going along because this, play- this guy- owner has really turned himself into the villain of the league. Uh, but, you know, this was a team... In certain ways, we were happy to see win. Some early success, you know, this being a new expansion team into the league, you know, it's, it's, we're happy to see him, but, uh, as, <laughs> what, what, what were they thinking here? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? They're watching their season slip through their fingers by some crazy Jedi mind tricks by this insane has owner. I can't stand watching this. It's truly disgusting to me. Let's move on to the uh, Roddy Rafter Bunch going against the uh, artist formerly known as the Replacements. Um, I think this will be a pretty good game. Um, now, the, the Roddy Rafter Bunch does have a trade pending. They're going to get a running back. They're going to get a couple wide receivers that are going to help out, adding some more pieces to the puzzle, going against a team against uh, a team like the uh, MFers that um, has been underperforming tremendously. Um, and I just don't know if this if this is a team uh, that's going to get another win in a row. Um, to me, clear-cut victory from the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. I'm really high on this Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Like I said, every week leading up to this one, this Rowdy Rafter Bunch is a Rowdy Rafter Bunch. And uh, I really think they got the spirit, they got the heart. And this MFR team, if they've shown us one thing this year, is that they know how to underperform. And, uh, you know, do we think we might have a slight playoff run coming from them this year? Yeah, potentially. But just like Tim's terrific team, they need to show us on the field. And they haven't done that yet. So what we're going to see here is another Rowdy Rafter Bunch win. Uh, We're going to see these picks. Uh, are these pickups from the Rowdy Rafter Bunch, these clever trade deals that they've been pulling off, start to pay off for this team. And this is a team, just like years in the past, that they're a big playoff hopeful. And guess what? Maybe this is the year that they finally make that big push and they could see themselves in the in the championship game. I believe your zealousness for these predictions is rooted in jealousness. In this case... I see the MFers storming back to a victory of untold proportions. Biblical they will be. I see Brady, Beckham, and Hopkins coming unglued against this team. The Rowdy Rafter Bunch are a great team. But at some point, this MFers team, this team that's been mixed up in controversy, this team that has been mixed up in backside, backdoor, it it doesn't matter if it's backstreet boys, this team has been mixed up in some shit, and this is the time, and I'm sorry that I brought that word to this show, but this is the time that the Rowdy Rafter Bunch gets shut down, and I remember it happening. It was Freeburg, 
versus Dupo in the 1994 Super Regionals, and they held Kenny Grassley to 32 points. Jason Chisholm poured in 18, and somehow or another, those midgets stormed back to take that game. Do you guys remember that? I was there. I don't recall that game. I've heard stories, people weeping, telling that story. Not good. Not good. Horrifying. But let's get down to the game that people have been really wanting to talk about. The matchup between two brothers. Two rivalries that have been going on for years. There's been a lot of blood, a lot of sweat and tears poured into this game. The Daily Llamas against Hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. What you got? This truly is the Sodom and Gomorrah of the week. We're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I will tell you this. This Daily Llamas team is coming up a strong win, putting up a healthy 170. And this Fantasy Lives Matter coming off another stumble. Uh, we thought this team had it all together, but they just can't seem to get it going. And, uh, you know, there may there may be a trade pending this week for this Fantasy Lives Matter. But guess what we've learned from this team? Uh, they just – I don't know if they have all the pieces to put it all together this this year. And this Llamas team, this Professor Llamas team, yeah, is this loose lips on the message board? Is that coming in a question today? Yeah, maybe it might be. I don't know. We're all thinking about it. We're all talking about it. We're all, you know, playing with it, fingering it, touching it. <laughs> you know <laughs> – not sure what to think about any of this business that's going on with this Daily Llamas team, but there's one thing that we do know is that they have a high projected total this week, and we are feeling strong about this team. Skip, can you give me any more insight in this team? From what I understand, you know this Llamas owner pretty well. Uh, do you know what he's feeling? Do you know how a company he's feeling? Do, do you have any insight there? Tiki, from what I've understand is he's already booked his trip to the winner circle. This fantasy lives matters team. He's distracted. He's worried about other businesses that he's involved in. He's worried about draft day shenanigans. One way or another, this owner is caught up and mixed up in calling other owners out. Now I don't listen to your show every week. I have other things to do. But when I do listen to it, what I understand is that this owner called out this other owner two weeks ago for reading the press clippings. Well, read this, Fantasy Life's Matters. The Daily Llamas is going to stomp a mud hole in your team. Signed, sealed, and delivered. And that's all I got right there. That's it right there. That pretty much wraps it up for this week. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in week seven. I'm excited about it. This has been another great night of podcast heaven. Skip Palos, we appreciate you coming on board, hanging out with us for an hour or so. It's been fun. Hope you've had fun. Guys, uh, this has been great. Uh, Trey and Tiki, you guys know how to host a show. Your takes sometimes miss the mark, but you know what? Sometimes they do, and that's why you have me here to set you straight, to bring you in, to teach you the right things, really just like Ron Collier. I talked to Ron Collier before, God rest his soul, and that man knew how to run an option offense, and one day I think that your show could bring the heights of winnership like he, like he won. Well, I appreciate that. Some kind words. 
God from bless Skip him. Payless. It's been great. It's been fun. This has been nice. For uh, Dean Tiki Barber, I'm Robert Trey Mason. We'll see you next week for Week 8. If you guys know the words, sing it. Here it comes. Ready? Let's go. Come on.